0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Once again, this is Philip Rossman-Reich of Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. Today is November 26, 2017. If you're listening on Locked On Magic, it'll be November twenty seventh, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at Orlando Magic Daily and, or, and, uh, and, the, and the host of Locked On Magic. Magic. Today, we are here for the Orlando Magic Daily Facebook Live, our weekly Facebook Live every Sunday at noon to talk all about the week that was in the Orlando Magic and what's going to come next. The Orlando Magic are just about to finish this very difficult stretch in their schedule and they have not handled it well at all. They've lost eight straight games, 10 of their last 12, uh, and just are in this incredible rut where they cannot get themselves out. The 6-2 and start seems like it was forever ago. And the team uh, has been unable to get itself moving back in the right direction. So, where does this leave the Orlando Magic? Where does this leave the team moving on in the future? As I've kind of said um, in several occasions on Locked On Magic, uh, the Magic just need to get to December second. We survive, do whatever you got to do, get to December second. December schedule is much easier than the November schedule. I mean, in fact, when you look at when, you, when we looked at the November schedule at the beginning of the year. We said getting through November is going to be very difficult. If the Magic can just hold the boat steady, stay in contact through the end of November, they will still have a chance. But having said that, saying that the Magic should be thinking about the playoffs or talking more seriously about the playoffs right now, despite how close it is, seems like a, uh, a bit of a, uh, a red herring or a bit, of a, uh, a bit of a dream at the moment because this Magic team is not playing anywhere near a playoff team. When you look at the statistics from the last 11 games, last 12 games now, the Magic are playing as the second or third worst team in the league in, in offensive rating, defensive rating, especially defensive rating. They're, I think they're second worst in the league in defensive rating in the last 12 games. Um, and on top of all that, their net rating is fourth um, uh, in the league. So yes, we still want to talk about the playoffs. I absolutely think that this is still a playoff team if they can figure things out. But they've got to figure things out. They, no one's going to do it for them. It's less about the opponent and more about the Magic at the moment. So yeah, I'm going to still talk about the playoffs because... The Magic are only two and a half, three games out of the playoffs, but they've got to do it themselves. When we look back at this previous week, though, there are a few signs of it. Let's just talk specifically about Friday's game against the Celtics and Saturday's game against the 76ers. Against the Celtics on Friday, the Magic just really did not come out with the intensity that they needed. I I, I did think that you know Evan Fournier said before the game that he wanted to uh, treat it like a playoff game, and I thought Evan Fournier at the beginning of the game did. But no one else really did. The energy level was just so low. And you could just see all the energy getting sucked out of the team as they kept on giving up points. They kept on struggling to, to, to get themselves out out in transition. Um, the offense slowed down. Um, the Magic just could not keep pace. I mean, right now, Orlando is trying to outscore teams. They're trying to, to, to just beat teams with their offense. And, and there are some nights where they can do that. They, they did against Phoenix in, in their last win. But largely, this team is not going to be able to win games that way. They need to play defense, and right now this team is playing zero defense. And that's really the problem. Orlando just cannot get themselves moving on the defensive end. They can't create the, the separation or, or create the, the ability to defend that they will need to succeed. Um, that's really the big problem. I mean, uh, everyone wants to talk about the offense, and yeah, the offense is not clicking the way that it was earlier in the season, But what made the Magic 6-2 was that they defended at a fairly high level. I mean, I I agree with Frank Vogel that they weren't top-five defense good early in the season, but they ranked as a top-five defense, and that defensive energy carried over to the offensive end. Right now, as I've said on several occasions, the offensive struggles are sucking what what little energy there is defensively, uh, and the team's defense is, is faltering because of it. Having said all that, there is still something much deeper. There's a rot much deeper when you're losing games by the amount that the Magic have been losing games, or been trailing in games by the amount they've been trailing in games. They trailed by t- they tra- they lost by 40 to the Utah Jazz a week ago. They trailed by 40, or they trailed by 26 to the Minnesota Timberwolves on Wednesday. They trailed by 31 to the Boston Celtics on Friday. Against the Philadelphia 76ers on Saturday, they, they played with a little more energy. I'll give them credit for that. They played with a lot of energy early on, especially, and it even had some focus on the defensive end. But they didn't bring it, it was just kind of a, a flailing around energy. I mean, it was just energy without point. It was energy without purpose, energy without execution. And that's really where the Magic are struggling right now. They can put the energy into the game, but they're not doing it with purpose, they're not doing it in a way that's productive to their team. They're just kind of running around all on their own. And, and really, that's the takeaway that I got from the game against the Sixers on Saturday is this team just, they're not connected. They're not playing together. And that is absolutely a huge problem for the team. This is a team that cannot go at it alone. Let's be clear. There are no single superstar on, on this team. There's no guy that can absolutely take over the, take over a, a game and take over the way that the team plays. There's, there's no one capable of doing that. But when this team plays together, as we saw earlier in the season, they can play really, really well together. And so I think one of the things that the Magic have to have to really focus on doing is, is, is trust each other more. I mean, this is something that I've, I was saying even when the team was playing well. When things are going wrong, that's when the Magic have to trust each other more. And continually, and this is why I think we're seeing the team getting blown out again and again and again, continually, when things go wrong, they they go at it alone more. We're seeing a lot more isolations, a lot more forced play. I mean, it's it, good basketball is easy to see when it happens. We're seeing a lot more forced play, and we're seeing them let go of the rope defensively. We're seeing them not playing for each other. The Magic have to find a way to get that rope back together because you know I give Frank Vogel the credit for for trying to make for trying to mix up the rotations a little bit, for holding players a little more accountable with playing time holding guys to a tighter leash in Saturday's game. And I think that did increase the energy. There was a lot more urgency, especially in the first quarter of that game. But it did not last. It was, again, kind of flailing energy. It wasn't It wasn't clear uh, what direction the Magic were trying to go. It wasn't clear what the Magic were trying to do. And, and the Magic eventually just collapsed. I mean, their defense, again, was not good. They gave up a lot of open threes. They gave up a lot of weak side rotations. Um, The energy was there, but it wasn't focused energy and then on offense they could not get themselves moving They seem they they, this team just seems to be out of rhythm and and off kilter And like I've said this is a rhythm team that the team needs to be in a defensive rhythm and an offensive rhythm to succeed And and it just it feels like a a, 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 Not um, Jenga isn't the right word because Jenga I'm good at Jenga But it feels like a house of cards you remove one little piece one little bit of that rhythm and the whole thing collapses again the game against Philadelphia was not particularly close. It was a 19-point deficit. The Magic, I think, got it down to what seven or eight at one point in the second half, but they never really threatened in that game. Philadelphia just dominated them with their ball movement, dominated them defensively, which which Philadelphia is a good defensive team. But um, the Magic just have been unable to solve these teams, and there just does not seem to be much uh, respite for this for this group because the schedule just keeps coming at them, and it keeps being tough now. If Indiana's without Victor Oladipo on Monday, maybe that's an opportunity to get a win. But, I mean, honestly, at this point, there's no sense talking about the other team. This is this is the point that we're at with the Magic. There is no sense talking about the other team or, or game planning for the other team. What the Magic have to do is worry about themselves. If they play with the energy and intensity that they know they can if they execute their game plan, if they execute who they are, if they play together, this team is talented enough to challenge just about any team in the league. I'm, uh, we'll, we'll leave the Golden State game Friday to, to its own devices, but a team like Indiana, if the Magic play their game, they'll have a chance to win the game. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. And, and against Indiana last week, the Magic did not really get themselves that opportunity, uh, and they, they did for the most part, but turnovers kind of knocked them out. They had poor execution in that game on the offensive end, though they, I thought they played a very good defensive game that, that night. Orlando can build back some confidence. There's absolutely the opportunity to build back confidence. It is a long season. The Magic are eight and twelve, 8 and 12 now. Eight and twelve. Um, they were eight and four. And they're not on any game losing streak. The Magic were eight and twelve. Are are eight and twelve. They're not out of the playoff race. I mean, literally, just put together some wins. Play some play 500 basketball for two three weeks, and I would bet that the Magic gain ground in the playoff race. That's that's how the playoff race is going to go. So Orlando just has to get its footing back under it. Get a win. I mean, literally, let's let's forget the playoffs. Let's forget the stretches. Let's forget all that. Get a win. The Magic can get a win, can get themselves back on the right foot, get some confidence back, feel good about themselves. Because I I know Evan I know Evan Fournier does believe that and does does say that that losing just sucks. It just sucks the energy out of the team, and you can see the team just they're not they're not the same happy-go-lucky group that they were at the beginning of the season when they were winning. And honestly, I think that's part of the problem is, is, is they allow these things to drain their energy. I mean, again, when things go wrong, they need to trust each other more, and that doesn't seem to be what's happening. That's one of the key part, problems with the Magic so far this season. Now, again, having said that, and I've been dancing around this, there is still no excuse for being down by 25 points on a nightly basis. To have multiple games this week where the Magic trailed by 25-plus points is unacceptable that's an eff- that's i mean i'm not one to sit here and say a guy isn't playing hard but that is an effort and energy problem that is something that is so intangible that that it, there there is no game plan around it you either bring the energy you either bring the focus you either bring the togetherness as a group or you're going to get embarrassed on the court and and one thing that i think you know should have been the lesson last year is this team should be beyond these embarrassments they should remember uh, so many players came back from last year they should remember these embarrassing moments, these embarrassing games that they suffered last year and be able to say, we are not doing it. That This is literally, for the Magic, about willpower. 8K losing Street, 10 of the last 12, getting blown out every night now. The Magic have to have the willpower to say, this is enough, we are going to stop this. Not I am going to stop this, we are going to stop this. And it's going to take individuals playing at a high level and, and we're seeing that, but it's going to take Everyone playing at that high level. And right now we are seeing way too many mistakes. I mean, Frank Vogel uh, you know, kept a tight leash on Saturday's game, and I like that he did that. Alfred Payton didn't box out, and they gave up an offensive rebound. He got pulled out of the game, and I thought Payton responded really well and played well after that. Aaron Gordon took a couple of bad shots. He got yanked, pulled from the game, came back in, played better for stretch, then kind of fell back into some bad habits that, that he's had throughout this season. Orlando obviously has a lot of work cut out for it. They have a small margin for error. There's no doubt about it. This is this is a a good. This is a team that is more talented than the teams at the bottom, but definitely has to play very very well to be among the playoff teams at the end of the year. At the end of the day, the Magic at eight and twelve are exactly where we thought they would be. I mean, if you had asked me at in October what October second, the Magic will start the year eight and twelve. I would have probably told you that's probably going to put them in good position, in good shape, especially with the way the schedule starts. So the way they've gotten to 8-12 is very concerning. Don't get me wrong. The way they've gotten to this point is very, very concerning. There are some big underlying issues that should have been resolved after last season that are not resolved. The internal improvement that should have been resolved that has not been resolved. The Magic have to play at that higher level have to play at that base level to give themselves a chance to win. And that's really, I think, what this week is going to be about. It's going to be another tough week at Indiana Monday, Oklahoma City on Wednesday, Golden State on Saturday, and then versus the Knicks in an afternoon in New York on Sunday. Another road trip coming up there, another quick road trip there. Schedule's going to even out in mid-December. I think that, you know, we really... Shouldn't pack it in for the season. I know there's a lot of people who are ready to tank. They probably saw what Colin Sexton did with Alabama yesterday, and their mouths watered. I know mine did. Um, but and I mean, what Colin Sexton did uh, five on three against Minnesota to to nearly win that game that that that's gonna have him climbing up some draft boards. I can tell you that. Um, but. It's it's far too early in the season to, to pull the plug. It's far too early in the season to panic. Um, as as I noted, the 1999-2000 Heart and Hustle team, which this is not the Heart and Hustle team, although we at one time maybe thought it was. This is not Heart and Hustle 2.0. That team was a defensive-minded team that played very, very strong defense. That team lost 13 of 14 games in a stretch in February, very late in the season. And they still finished 41-41 and, and missed the playoffs by one game. So... I don't think we're at a point where the Magic are, are the Magic should give up. I don't think we're at a point where the Magic should pack it in for the year or should should quit the season or say we're gonna we're gonna tank the rest of the year. We're not at that point. We're no. In fact, I don't even think we're anywhere near that point. This is a long, long, long NBA season. There are a lot of games left to play, uh, and the Magic will certainly have their work cut out for them to make the play to to make a playoff push and to, and to improve. But we still have a long, long way to go this year. So Magic aren't out of it by any means. If they can string together some wins, they're, they're they're fine in the long run. In the short run, just get a win. Focus on yourselves. Focus on what you do well. Focus on playing at the high level you know you can play at. Because again, like I, I, I've said this before, the Magic know the answers to these questions. The Magic have asked these questions of themselves plenty of times before the, in the last two, three years. They have to respond. It's on them to respond. And so that's where this team is at at the moment. I want to be sure I answer some of your questions. We're going to probably dive into into this topic as we get going. Uh, Casey J. Wood asked, do you see any trade coming on this losing streak? Uh, You know, Casey, usually at about the 20-game mark, we're maybe two, three weeks away, or a week or two away from the trade market really opening. Uh, Unfortunately, we are not at that point yet. I do not see the Magic making a trade at this juncture. And in fact, I don't see the Magic making any trades until February. I think one of the things that that I've really emphasized is the Magic are going to have to make do with what they've got at the moment. Um, the way the trade calendar works is players who sign contracts over the summer do not become eligible for trades until December 15th. So December 15th is when we really see the trade market pick up. That's when we really see teams begin to really seriously talk about trades. But... It's still very rare to see a December trade. It's still very rare to see a January trade. I do not expect the Magic to make any trades or any type of move until the February deadline. That is just the reality of this business. Teams hold out for better deals. They wait for deadlines. They procrastinate a little bit. Uh, and they wait to see how teams react because, again, the season is very, very long. There are ups and downs, and it's just as likely. Honestly, I could see the Magic going and burning off 8 to of 10 very quickly, if they find their rhythm again, because this team has shown they can do that. Um, so uh, I, I don't think, again, I don't think it's time to give up. Having said that as well, I don't think Magic's management, Jeff Weltman, John Hammond and company, they I don't think they're in a position to make a trade just to make this year's team better. Remember, I've said this numerous times, this is a no-lose season for them. They get, they get a year to evaluate the players on the roster and let contracts slip over a year to, to begin pushing them, pushing them out or pushing players that were Rob Hennigan players out, out of the picture a little bit. Uh, but the, the Magic are kind of in a situation where if they win, that's great. That means they have players that are valuable. They have players that they can keep. They have players that they can build around. If they lose, they lose another year on their contract. They figure out who fits, who doesn't fit, what, what the real problems are with this roster now that they've had some continuity uh, and, and again a lot of them are stuff that we predicted at the beginning of the season. So this 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 team is surprising in that they haven't learned anything and haven't made the improvements substantially that 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 we want. But it's not surprising with the results considering they didn't make very many changes from last year. Um so they lose and, and then and then if they lose they get a high draft pick. I think what the magic what magic management, and this would probably be true even if the team were in play- in pole position for a playoff spot. I think what Magic Management is focused on is the long term. They're not going to make any trades or any deals that hurt the long term future of this team, Casey. I think that the team is going to focus instead on finding ways to clear the books a little bit, get rid of, you know, maybe trade players that, that they don't feel fit this team's future, um, but they're not going to rush into those deals. If, I mean, unless there's a problem in the locker room, which there's no, no sense that there is. They're not going to trade a lot of a lot of people want to trade Nikola Vucevic. They're not going to trade Nikola Vucevic just because it's time to trade him or whatever. They're not going to trade him just to get rid of him, get him off the roster. They still want to bring in players. What they get back from matters too. They're, they want to get players that fit their vision for this team's future. That they want to not maybe build around because I don't think you'll get a build around player from Vucevic but players that will support the the, the system and the way that they want to play. They know that they still have some time to deal with Vucevic. They still know they have time to deal with Terrence Ross. The only guys on the roster that I think are going to really get a lot of trade interest or really get a push to be traded are honestly Alfred Payton and Aaron Gordon. And I'm not saying the Magic will trade either of them. Um, At this point, I still think the Magic match Aaron Gordon's contract and they want to keep him. Uh, but Alfred Payton's probably going to get shopped around a little bit. Now I don't know what you can get for him, but you know, the Magic may try and get something for him, and if they don't like what, what they can get, the, they may just let him walk and eat it. So I don't see the Magic making a trading trading a trade just to end this losing streak. I don't think that's the approach the team wants to take. They're not looking for a quick fix here. This was never meant to be a one-year rebuild. This was a multi-year phasing out of old players, bringing in of new players, that was going to take a couple of years to really get Right. Uh, And so I don't think the Magic want to rush this. And so I don't see them making a trade just to get out of this losing streak. Um, We're going to talk about rotations, but Leslie Stoves asked, so it makes for interesting combinations. and Fournier work well, as funny as it sounds. When Mario plays with Biombo, he looks for Biombo to score. I've noticed this, and this is to be in team scouting reports. Simmons and Isaac work good in all lineups. I think that is why Ross is the odd guy out in the starting five. Oh, I know this has to be frustrating for Vogel, and I'm sure all the teams know this stuff. And EP and AG work well together, too. Um, we'll talk a little bit about lineup combinations and um, and stuff. Uh, Nick Provey also asked about lineup combinations. Mixed up the starting lineup, with Simmons at the 2, and his only at the 3. That ain't going to happen. EP, AG, and Hez are boys and n- never play together. At this point, what do we have to lose? Um, <sighs> Mario Azonia is just not an NBA player. Let's I mean, let's let's be honest. Uh, right now, Mario Azonia, I mean, I think a lot of people still have the idea that Mario Azonia is 5th overall pick Mario Azonia. He is not 5th overall pick Mario Azonia. If he were to play, he has to prove it in practice, and things aren't being proven in practice. I, I mean, let's, let's, I mean, yeah, I think Mario Zonia should be playing over Aaron Afalo right now. Um, I think Afalo just has not given the Magic much of anything on either end of the floor this season. It's, it's, it's a little disappointing, to be honest. I, I, I thought he still had a little bit left in the tank, but it, he just does not seem to have anything left in the tank to, 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 to kind of continue that, continue that, um, this team is, you know, this team is is searching for some depth right now. A bench that played so well at the beginning of the season is not playing well right now. Losing Jonathan Isaac hurt. I think it's it it has warped some of the Magic's late game rotations. But the Magic certainly could and should be playing better than they are. I, I don't think that um I don't think that that's uh, 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 anything that's that's news to anyone. I think Vogel should be tightening his rotation a little bit, going to nine men until Isaac gets back. And even when Isaac gets back, go to nine men. Um, I, I don't see Hazonia with a future on this team. I know a lot of people want to say, just throw Hazonia out there. Honestly, at this point, I'd rather see the Magic bring, uh, when the Magic get home, bring Wesley Awundu back into the back in and have him play with that second unit over Hazonia or over a Um I want to see what that kid has to do, has because he's played fantastic uh, for, for Lakeland. Um, not efficient shooting-wise, but... Doing a lot of other things, good assists, good rebounding numbers from him, any he's, any he's scoring in transition. So, I I I I hate to give up on his Izonia. I like him. I do think he still has potential, but at this point, it's been two full seasons. We're in the third season, and and he just doesn't have it. Um, you know, I I I think that um that's 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 the plain truth. We're gonna talk a little bit more about lineup changes and rotations in just a moment. So I don't wanna don't wanna give away too much of that. Um. Uh, Casey J. Wood also asks, who on the Orlando Magic is the weakest player on the roster and the one that is going to be traded first? Weakest player on the roster and who's going to be traded first are two very different questions. The weakest player on the roster... I mean, Aaron Ophalo hasn't, been, hasn't played great. Mario Zonia hasn't... He's he played better for a stretch, but his defense is just not... He, he has no defensive awareness. Um, it, it's, he's just not taking the steps that he needs to take. Uh, so I mean I would put those two in as far as the regular rotation magic players who aren't playing um, playing particularly well um as far as who is going to be traded first um, I think when the trade market opens you're gonna hear a lot of noise about Alfred Payton I think you're gonna hear it because I, I, I I'm an Alfred Payton supporter I think he's the best point guard on this magic roster but I don't think he's the he's the answer for this team in the future and and if that's the case, it's very difficult to to re-sign him and, and give him the con- give him a big contract. So I don't I don't think I think the Magic will be shopping him at the deadline. Uh, Mario Zoni, I'm sure they'll be shopping again, but but they tried shopping him before his extension before his uh, option deadline, and no one wanted him even for a second round pick. So that that's not gonna ha- I, I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, the guy that I do think that the Magic might trade if, if they're looking to make a significant move, um, someone that that I think that they might end up having to give up is Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross is on a very affordable. I think it's $10.5 million contract for the next two seasons. Um, he's playing really, really well. I really like what Terrence Ross has done this year. He needs to get more shots. I mean, the, the the guy is just playing his butt off defensively. He's not the greatest individual defender. Help side, weak side rotations. He's been fantastic all year. He's a guy that Vogel trusts defensively. Um, so I would have a hard time giving him up and and, and moving him, moving him on. Um, but uh, the Magic aren't getting him shots right now. Um, he, he's he's played well, and I think a lot of people know that. Uh, so I'd be interested to see if he ends up being a guy that, that the Magic move just to bring in some new blood, um, or even just to put him along with someone else they want to get rid of to, to bring in a bigger contract or bring in a piece that they feel might be a, a bigger, uh, bigger piece um, uh, coming up. Um, good friend Rob Hoekstra asks, uh, Do you see any significant improvement coming when Isaac returns? Um, yes, I do see some significant improvement. Uh, Jonathan Isaac is a, is a kid. The Magic essentially just, I mean, uh, John Hammond's used this line a lot, and, and I want to just keep on, I'll, I'll keep pushing it for him. The Magic just want to see Jonathan Isaac be the hardest worker on the floor. They don't care what he does offensively. They don't care what stats he puts up. Um, uh, they don't care about, about any, any of those things. They care that Isaac is out there playing hard, doing what playing defense, and taking advantage of opportunities when they come. That's what Isaac's done all year, and that's why I think he's been largely successful. I mean, you can you can look at his box score; he's averaging what six points per game or something like that. Um, and that may not seem super impressive, but I think he's been very, very, very good. Um, it, it, it's it's definitely um, it's definitely a big question about how much improvement he he will make. Like, I think bringing Isaac back will increase the energy of the bench and make the bench better. But I don't think that makes the whole team better. I don't think bringing back Jonathan Isaac by himself will get the team out of its losing streak. Having said that, one of the lineup changes that I might like to see is to put Jonathan Isaac in that starting lineup, see if that energy that he brings every night and the fact that he doesn't need the ball, so you have a lot more guys who can play on the ball and and one less guy who needs to be fed. Um, I think putting him into the game putting him into the starting lineup would help bring that energy back up and and, and hopefully get the team back defensively uh, we can switch a little bit more I think with Isaac out there so um I, I think that he will help the team whether that gets them back to their eight and you know what was it eight and four eight and three ways or six and two ways I don't think he'll get that get them that far I, I think that that there's a, a deeper problem with this team but Isaac is a guy that I think the magic are definitely really really missing um, no one knows when he's gonna be back um you know he's supposedly still making progress. Uh, With a sprained ankle, still some swelling, but um, you know, I would bet that they're hopeful that he'll practice when they get back home on Tuesday, Uh, and I would bet that they're hopeful that he'll be able to play by the weekend, or hopefully by the road trip over the weekend. Um, You know, uh, you know, a lot of people ask, a lot of people, you know, when I, a lot of people ask this question that Jay McFoster asks. You know, yes, we know that a lot of players on this roster are kind of up in the air, uh, and and um, you know, a lot of players. Need to need to go. Um, you know, I, I you know Foster says let's keep it real. EP Ross, Biz Mario need to go. Right or wrong? I think you're I think you're wrong. I think Ross has been really really good this year. I think Ross has been one of the more consistent defensive players on the team. Uh, for a team that's been playing very poor defense, Terrence Ross is one of the few guys that brings a consistent defensive effort every night. Uh, so I would definitely say keep Terrence Ross for now. Um, he's tradable because of his contract. and I'm sure we'll hear about that. Um, Peyton definitely up in the air. I think Bismack Biyombo's played well. Played well for the last week, week and a half. Um, you know, I I think his problem is his contract. If you can get out from under his contract, you absolutely go for it. Depending on what you're bringing back in, but playing him in the role that he's playing as a backup center, I think he's been really, really good. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm very pleased with Bismack Biyombo. If you take him out of context, take him without the the contract, you know, to to kind of weigh down your your ideas about him. Bismack Biombo has played uh, defense at a very high level and has played strong uh, on that end of the floor. Uh, Mario Zonia, the Magic essentially signaled that they're not doing anything with him. I don't even think the Magic would send would bother sending Mario Zonia to the G League at this point because they're not invested in his future. Um, by, not, by not taking his team option, the Magic pretty much told him and the league, we're not planning on keeping this game. So a team's got to go out there and believe in Mario Azonia, which... There's been little evidence to believe in with him. Uh, so uh, they've pretty much got to got to believe in Mario Azonia, and they'll attach him to another, to a bigger deal. I mean, that's essentially what Mario Azonia is. He's he's a throw in. Uh, you can't, again, I've said this time and time and time again when we've talked about Mario Azonia. He is no longer fifth overall pick Mario Azonia. He is um, he is uh uh p- please be a re-rotation player in Arizona, and he's, I don't even think he's that. Um, uh, is, is everyone, uh, So the, the next question from Jay McFoster, but how the Suns and Bucks make that trade. I, I have said this, that, that very few trades get made in November. Eric Bledsoe was a special situation. Eric Bledsoe essentially left the team. The Suns just did not want him, and they found someone willing to take him. I mean, that's what it came down to, is, is it was a special situation where the Suns needed to make a deal directly. The only time you see trades this early in the season is when teams just feel like they cannot move forward with that guy in the locker room. There's such a huge problem that they they just can't go forward anymore. Um so the Suns had to trade him. They they were put in back into a corner where they had to trade him because Bledsoe could not be part of the team anymore. And you know from what I understand the from what I understand that that you know that there might have been some interest from the Magic but they were playing so well they didn't want to disrupt anything that they were doing so in that case maybe the magic lost out because they because they were playing so well on getting involved in in Bledsoe but who knows if the magic had what the Suns were looking for anyway so that was a special situation you won't typically see deals done in December I mean think of the deals that were made in December they're either really bad or they're because of problems with the player themselves Um, when the magic made the Vince Carter trade in December 2010 my understanding was there were problems with there, there were chemistry problems with Vince Carter and Dwight Howard, and the Magic felt like they were going to lose the season, and, and not only lose the season, but lose a shot at a championship, which they were still playing for at the time. So very, very, very um, infrequent that uh, that you see trades that early, and so I, I don't think we can draw too many conclusions from that. Uh, Nick Provey, last question before we dive into rotation questions. Uh, when was the last time a great playoff team had a point guard that can't shoot? Well, the Boston Celtics won the NBA championship with Rajon Rondo in 2008. They made the finals in 2010. They probably would have made the finals in 2009 if not for the Kevin Garnett injury. Uh, so, Reg, I mean, that was the last time a team won a championship without a shooting point guard. Um, racking my brain. Um, the, other than that, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, no, one's, no one here is sitting contesting that Alfred Payton is the point guard of the future. But the the message that I keep telling people who are like, Magic need to make trades now. The Magic need to make trades now. They're not coming. The Magic are not making trades right now. This just isn't the trading season. This isn't the time to make deals, to make good deals, in fact. Unless the Magic get an offer that they really like, they're not going to to get there. Having said that, that doesn't mean the Magic are going to to stick with Alfred Payton for the long term. The Magic know that this is a long game. So... The big long, I mean, a lot of people want to ask long-term questions right now. And I get that. There are a lot of long-term questions to ask about this team. But now is not the time to ask them. Now is not the time for them to come up. We know all these questions. We know that, I mean, I think we can all say fairly certainly that 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 whether Alfred Payton is this team's point guard of the future is a question mark. That doesn't mean he's not the best option right now. And I, I agree completely that Alfred Payton is the best point guard on this roster right now. I mean, Saturday night against Philadelphia, he was really the only player doing much of anything offensively. He really played, I thought, he really looked healthy for the first time all year offensively last night. And uh, guys weren't making shots. He had to force some things because there was just so little energy on the offensive side of the ball. That's not entirely on Payton. But again... Alfred Payton probably isn't this team's future. We all know this. The Magic are—I don't think the Magic are likely to re-sign him this summer, and that's why, as I've said before on this show, I think we'll see Payton get involved in trade discussions when the trade season comes around. In all likelihood, Alfred Payton is is a low-end starting point guard in this league. Again, these conclusions are not new, but right now, in late November, is not the time to answer long-term questions. It's a time to to know them and to and to, and to have them in mind. But those questions are not going to get answered right now. To get out of this losing streak, to get the Magic where they should be this year, they got to answer some short-term questions. And they got to make do with what they have on the roster because this roster ain't changing for two months. I mean, that's that's reality. Not even two months, three months. The Magic have to make do with what they've got. They've got to play better within themselves. Internal improvement is still the key to success. They're not going to be able to go out and make a trade to get a better point guard. Alfred Payton will not net you a better point guard in a trade. That's reality. And so, yes, there are a lot of players on this team that, that put a ceiling on your success, and, and that's not news. I mean, I think honestly, I think Nikola Vucevic and his poor defense is a bigger problem than Alfred Payton. But Payton is definitely one of the big question marks for this team. So, you know, it, it you, I, I think there's a tendency right now to rehash a lot of the mistakes that Rob Hennigan made. Those mistakes are done. They're in the past. This team and this new organization... Has to, has to deal with them and grow from them uh, and begin building off of, building off of what, what they've got left on the roster. They, they're not going to be able to fix things in one year. That is the key message. They, they are not going to be able to fix things in one offseason and even one season. They're not going to fix things in one trade deadline. But having said that, the Magic still have to get more from what they have on the roster. That is the absolute truth. The Magic have to get more from what they have on their current roster. And that's going to help them move forward and, and get more opportunities to move forward in the future. There's going to be more lotteries. The Magic are probably going to have to go into the lottery again this year. That doesn't mean they should tank, but it, 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 it means there's going to be some, to be some growing pains still to come, and the Magic are going to have to be very, very smart with their moves heading into the future. I think the Magic made good moves this summer. I think that the Magic are a better team than they were last year. Right now, they're in a bit of a rut, and they, they've got to find a way out of it. Um, they will. It's a long season. Um, they're not going to lose 35 games in a row or 75 games in a row or whatever whatever that number would be or what was it, 72 games in a row. That's not going to happen. But the Magic have to find it within. It's going to have to come from within if, if they're going to find any type of success this season. And that's kind of where we're at now. That's a good segue to, to get where we're at now, where the Orlando Magic are stuck in a rut. And things with the current combinations are not working during this 12-game losing streak. The Magic starting five, which was so good in the first 10 game, 10 games, has been terrible. I think uh, when I looked it up before Saturday's game, and I'm sure it's worse now, the Magic starting lineup had a 117 defensive rating. The offense is not the problem with that group. They're, they're averaging 110 points per 100 possessions. The defense is absolutely the problem. And so I think any rotation change that you suggest or want to make for this team has to have a defensive focus. And I do think we're at a point where the Magic need to make lineup changes. The Magic do need to consider changing the starting lineup. And Frank Vogel said before Saturday's game that he was going to stick with the same lineup. He wants to get a practice in before he makes any lineup changes. So it it seems very likely that we will see the same starting lineup Monday against Indiana because the Magic do not practice after back-to-backs. But it is very clear the Magic need to make a lineup change. And what that lineup change should be is not particularly clear. As I said, I think defense should be the focus. And if defense is the focus, I think the Magic, if, if I were making a change in the starting lineup, I would start Bismack Miyambo over Nikola Vucevic. Nikola Vucevic's defensive problems are not news. They are not some new thing that has just popped up. It's been a consistent, consistent thing for him. He just does not have the defensive ability. His defense is based on positioning and and not on athleticism. And so when he's off a little bit on his positioning, he gives up a lot. That's not to say he is the only one at fault. Alfred Payton has certainly not been a great defender either. Evan Fournier has struggled on the defensive end. Aaron Gordon has not looked like the elite defensive player that we know he can be. But I think a lot of the Magic's problems come from a a, a lack of help side on the interior. The Magic have been the worst team in the league in allowing points in the paint. Their interior defense has been terrible. Their rebounding has been terrible. And Nikola Vucevic is a big reason why. Again, none of these storylines are new with Vucevic. Vucevic's weaknesses have been apparent and abundant for the last five years. He dislikes contact. We know that. He's not a physical player and, and you know when, when he gets hit, he doesn't always hit back. He floats out to the perimeter, which hurts him on offense too. And so when his offense isn't working, which it hasn't for the last for most of the last week, he struggles. And so like I've said, I think Bismack Biombo's played some very good defense, and while I think he does take away from the offense a lot, I think ultimately the magic can make up for it. Again, one less mouth to feed. Yes, you lose some of the floor stretching that, that you need and want. But I think Biombo helps kind of reset the defense and give the defense an anchor to kind of build around. And and he's much better switching and covering pick and rolls than Vucevic is. But that's just one suggestion. I know a lot of people want to put Jonathan Simmons into the starting lineup and, and maybe take out Evan Fournier or Terrence Ross. And I don't think that that's a bad idea either. The only thing that concerns me is Simmons is another mouth to feed. Simmons is one of the highest usage players on the team. He takes a lot of shots while he can create and get to the basket better than most players on the team. Uh, he is uh, he's another mouth to feed. And, and I think, again, the problem with this Magic team is not on offense. The problem with the Magic team is not that they are, are having trouble scoring the ball. If anything, if anything I think that the Magic go at it alone too much. And, and some of the things that Jonathan Simmons does, um, I think would create more problems uh, with the way the Magic are playing. I mean, if, if I were to start Simmons, I would honestly start him over Alfred Payton and just go with the no-point guard lineup and see if see if that can work. Uh, see if that can work. Just put the ball in Simmons' hand and, and let him go. And I don't think that's something that would last long-term. There are no easy answers for this Magic lineup. Uh, and there's no evidence, really, on a lot of these lineups. There's no... Peyton, Peyton, Fournier, Ross, Gordon, Bid, Biombo lineup to, to look at. They haven't really played that lineup very much. Um, you know, I, I, I still think one of the better answers to this, to, the, to this team's problems is starting Jonathan Isaac when he's healthy. Um, you know, I think that his energy and his defensive ability to switch on just about every position would be absolutely, would be absolutely huge to this team, just getting them off on the right foot energy wise. Isaac is more than willing to move the ball. I mean, he's not expected to do much on offense. Except you know, make the occasional open shot. You know, drive when when the when the lane is open, and then and move and kick. It it again. There are no easy answers. I mean, DJ Augustin for Elfrid Payton. Maybe that's an answer. Um, you know, Payton. Payton, I don't think responds well to being benched. Um, and, and I think Augustin is isn't going to help your defense out very much. I mean, I, again, I think every move that you make right now has to have a defensive focus because the problem is on defense. The problem isn't on offense. The team is more than capable of scoring they struggle more when they're not scoring or when they're not getting stops. When they're getting stops, this team works really, really well. When this team is not getting stops, they're really, really bad. And so I think defense is the focus for this team. The Magic are just in a really big rut right now. And I don't think there are answers readily apparent on the roster. Because the truth of the matter is, this team is going nowhere without individual internal improvement without the ball getting back to to, to moving efficiently. Um, you know, I looked at the, the passing record. The Magic actually were second worst in the league in passing the first eight games of the year. But they were efficient with those passes. Those passes created created um, assists and created opportunities to score. Um, it, it's... This is a team that needs to just find their rhythm again. Um... It's a team that needs to find their rhythm, just plain and simple. Um, I I don't think there are are any easy answers, but we are at a point where what the Magic have done is not working from an energy standpoint. The Magic cannot keep giving up 30-plus points in the first quarter and trailing by 10, 15 points right out the gate. That is just too big of a hurdle to to get over. This is a team that that needs to get off to better starts. They're, They're sleepwalking in the games, and when you're doing that, that is clue that you need an energy that you need to change your energy at the beginning of the game. So you need to put guys on notice, if anything, and that's what I think worked really well Saturday. Was the got was the team got put a little bit on notice and they played a little bit better. It disappeared very quickly, but they played a little bit better. The mag, the answers to, for this magic team are not simple, um, and and they there may not be any answers, you know, honestly, because you're limited by your own roster. Like I said, there's they're not going to be changes. Uh, for a few months now. So, the Magic have to just find a way. They have to find it within themselves. And the coach, from a coaching perspective, the right thing to do now is to to try and mix up the energy. Try and change things up. Try and find an answer. Vogel is very deliberative with... Frank Vogel is very deliberative with his rotations. He is very, very, um, very careful with what he does. Um, and he's not going to rush into any decisions. And I respect that about him. Because he's right. If you rush into decisions, if you don't make measured decisions, if you don't give decisions a chance to to work out, then you end up losing your team. Your team loses trust in your decision-making. And I think that the Magic aren't at that point yet. Uh, the Magic are, are certainly not at the point where they need to rush into decisions. But they are at a point where they need to very seriously consider making a lineup change and and give it serious thought and, and give it execution because what the Magic are doing right now is not working. Um, you know, there are definitely some... There are definitely a lot of things the Magic need to do. Um, and, it, and a lineup change alone isn't going to fix things because... Uh, you know, I, I die on this hill every night, it seems. The Magic are playing their best players. I mean, they, they need guys who will bring a little bit more energy sometimes, but they are playing their best players right now. And if your best players aren't bringing the energy consistently every night, you're going to lose games the way the Magic are losing games. A lineup tweak here or there might fix things for a little bit. But ultimately, you know... We're talking about a team that had very little changes from a 29-win season, so we're we're probably looking at a 35-win season, which is what we all expect at the beginning of the year, Um, but certainly a team that seems to be playing below its ability and below its expectation level. Um, This team needs to bring new energy, and however they can find that energy, whether it's starting Biz, whether it's starting Isaac, whether it's starting Simmons, however they can bring that energy, they've got to find a way to bring it. And it's got to come on the defensive end first. Um, you know, a lot of people just want to throw out these defensive lineups. Um, uh, uh, these defensive lineups. Uh, and, and and they're great in theory. But, uh, but, um, it, they're great in theory. But you still got to keep some shooting. And I'm, I'm not overall worried about the offense. But you do need to spread the floor. And, and I think losing Vucevic, I mean, if you started Biombo. I'd almost say also start DJ. It's the same move that that the Magic made last year, um, at one point, um, because you just need the shooting. You need four guys who can who can reliably shoot on the floor. Uh, and I think putting a Peyton Bianbo lineup is, is going to cause a lot of problems or, or cause some offensive problems and, and not bring enough defense um, to the plate. Because again, the Magic just the Magic just need defense right now. Um, if they bring their energy defensively, they'll they'll create offense. Um, that much that much I know for sure. Uh, Let me answer some of your questions here before we close up the show. Um, Casey J. Wood again asks, who is our point guard down in the G League right now? The point guard right now is Troy Copain. He's actually played very, very well for Lakeland, but the Magic are not in a position to bring him up. Their roster is full. They have no open roster spot, so they cannot sign anyone from the G League. The only thing they can do with the G League right now is recall players under contract. That would be Wesley Wundu and Ken Birch, Or... They can bring up their two-way players, Jamel Artis or Adrian Payne. And uh, Chris Knight asked, "I would bring Adrian Payne up from Lakeland to see what he can do." I don't think the Magic are quite ready to bring up Adrian Payne. Um, Payne has played only two games since coming back from injury. I think they want to keep him down there, let him rehab a little bit, um, get his legs back under him. I-, I would, when the Magic do get home, I do expect that they'll bring up a and Birch. And honestly, like I said earlier, I think that the Magic should consider putting Birch into the rotation. Uh, and, and playing him, just to bring again, just bring that energy, bring a little bit more energy. Awandndo is a capable defender. He is uh, good, he's good off the ball without the ball. Um, he'll, he'll he'll contribute without scoring. Um, I, I, his shooting numbers have not been encouraging, but I think a lot of that is he is he's having to force a lot more, which the magic would not ask him to do. As long as he can make an open shot, which is a question mark with Wes, um, then he'll be fine. Um, Foster asked, do you think magic should go after Marcus smart this off season? Marcus Smart is definitely a a culture player. He's someone that would raise the the play of everyone else on the team. Um, For those who are asking about shooting point guards, Marcus Smart is probably the worst shooter in the league among players that play minutes. Um, He makes a huge impact defensively, and so I think you absolutely should consider going after a guy like him. Um, Having said that, the Magic will not have the money to get him and, and get him away from Boston. Boston will have the right to match any offer on him. Orlando has to deal with their own free agents first. Um, They've got Aaron Gordon and Alfred Payton. They can go over the cap to sign them. Um, I answered this in my mailbag. If I'm not mistaken, the Magic have about $13 million in real cap room um, to play with. Um, It's like $23 million total, but a lot of that's going to have to go to Aaron Gordon if they want to re-sign him. So the Magic, again, will not have a lot of money to spend this offseason. So I think it'd be great if the Magic could go after Marcus Smart. I mean, that was a guy that Rob Hennigan actually really liked and really wanted to get um, in the Victor Oladipo draft. Um, before Smart pulled his name out. Um, but uh, but I, I don't think the Magic will have the money to get him. And so I think they're going to have to be smart with their um, with their uh, signing again. Um, uh, you know, Leslie uh, Stoves asks I know Mac is not the answer. If the Magic do a trade, Mac needs to be in that trade along with his own. Yeah. Again, uh, I think. I think, well, first off, Shelvin Mack and Mario Ozonia are not going to be traded as the main pieces of any trade. They are going to be secondary pieces. No one is out there specifically looking for Shelvin Mack or Mario Ozonia. So when the Magic say, when you you say the Magic have to trade these players, that's not true. The Magic do not have to trade these players because essentially Mario Ozonia and the Magic have pretty much said, we're not re signing him. So the Magic don't lose anything by letting him walk because they've already made that decision. Shelvin Mack is on a two-year deal. The second year is non-guaranteed. If the Magic aren't playing him, they don't lose anything by not trading him. If they get something they like, they absolutely should trade him. If they can throw him into something to get something they want, they absolutely should trade him. But the Magic aren't actively shopping any of these players. Um, you know, Because, I mean, they might be, but they're not going to get very much for them. The impact that they would get from trading these players is minuscule. It, it, honestly, the cap room they would get from letting them, letting them walk for free... It's probably just as value as whatever they would get for them in a trade. So I don't think um, um and uh, get get them or, or whatever. So I mean, I, I think that there there is a little bit of a misnomer there. Um, you know, they are expiring contracts. So you have to weigh what you're getting back in return versus the cap room that you'd be opening up. And like I said, the Magic don't have a lot of cap room this summer. So maybe it's better just to eat them and take the cap room. We'll get into plenty of trades over the next few months. Like I said, it's very easy to say, oh, the Magic just need to go make a trade. We're not in the trading season yet. The Magic are not going to make any deals before the December fifteenth deadline. The December fifteenth deadline is when players who are who signed contracts over the summer are eligible to be traded. Trade trade activity will pick up a little bit then, but trades won't happen until February. I don't think we'll see the Magic make any moves until the trade deadline. And so that's why I'm so um I'm so uh 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 I'm so focused on getting internal improvement, seeing the team that the Magic have get better because that's ultimately what the Magic need. The Magic need the players that are currently on the roster to be better. And we know they can be. And so the question is, can they get to that level? Can they get back to the level that they were at? And sorry, Leslie, if I, I misinterpreted what you said. Certainly, if the Magic do make a trade, I do anticipate Mario Zonia, he's got five extra million dollars on his contract. Shelvin Mack, six million extra dollars on his contract. I do expect them to be kind of secondary pieces in that deal. So, um, it's again, it's not that they have to be involved, but if the math requires them to be involved, I don't think the Magic are losing anything in there. So, again, the Magic, just to conclude this here, the Magic are in a rut, no doubt about it. The Magic have shown that they are capable of playing better than they are. And that's the most disappointing part of this losing stretch, is we know the Magic can play better. We know the Magic are a better team than what they've shown so far this year. The question is, can they get themselves out of it? Because help is not coming. The only help that is coming is from within. And I do think we'll see the Magic, when, when they get a practice, make a lineup change, barring a win Monday. If they win Monday maybe, without a lineup change, maybe they don't. But I do think that the Magic are going to have to shuffle things up within the lineup internally to make this thing work, to get the most out of the players that they have. And that's what they have to do right now. And again, a lineup change isn't going to fix most of it. A lineup change isn't going to change effort and energy. Isn't going to change execution. And that's where the Magic are most lacking right now. They need to have better execution. They need to play better together. And if they do that, if they can play better together, they'll have a shot. They'll have a very real shot at climbing themselves back up and getting back into... Maybe their playoff, maybe the playoff race is a little too presumptuous, but get back to the level that we know that they can play. It is a long season, as I have said numerous times. The Magic are in a tough stretch right now, but they are not out of it. They got to get themselves out, and it's on them to get themselves out. The focus should be less on their opponent and more on themselves to create the energy that they need to succeed. Lineup changes are likely coming. Because they're not doing it themselves. But a lineup change isn't going to fix anything. It's still all about the team as they stand. We'll see what, what the Magic do. Um, you know, lineup that a lot of people are throwing at me is Biz, Gordon, Simmons, Ross, Augustin. Um, I think that would be a capable lineup. Um, I still like Evan Fournier. I still think he's one of the more consistent offensive players on the team. Um, Ross isn't getting the shots that he needs to succeed so maybe that would force it and then you put Fournier and Vucevic and Peyton coming off the bench um, you know maybe that would work a little bit better I would still start Fournier over Simmons I like Simmons in that 6th man role um, but it's certainly a lineup uh, that is is um, capable of uh, capable of playing uh, at the high level at the Magic need um, Leslie also adds I think Isaac covered up a lot of the Magic pick and roll issues with Vucevic I don't think Isaac and Vucevic played together a lot um, that I, I like Isaac. I think Isaac brings the energy up, and I think that um, he, you know, he's worth considering for the starting lineup because of his defense um, and, and kind of keeping some of the other players in place that, that the Magic need. Um, but at the same time, um, I don't think Isaac is a cure-all. I don't think getting Isaac back will change the team dramatically. Maybe well, The Magic are winless without Jonathan Isaac uh, in, in the lineup. Um, that's that's that is a fact. Whether it's, I, I don't think correlation is causation there, but. It, it, it's tough right now. Um, it, there, I don't think there's. I don't think there is a, a one answer. A lineup change isn't going to do it. Isaac alone isn't going to do it. It needs to be multiple things working together, and it mostly it needs to be energy and defense. Play with defensive energy. Play with defensive intention, which hasn't always been the case this 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 stretch. Do that, and the magic will see some change. Whether they get back to the level that they were at before, probably not, but they will see some change in a positive direction. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank everyone for for watching today's Facebook Live and listening today on Locked On Magic. You can of course find the daily podcast Locked On Magic on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. And of course, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can find me on Twitter at Philip RR, underscore O M D. You can of course follow the Orlando Magic follow Orlando Magic Daily for the latest on the Orlando Magic on. Twitter at omagicdaily as as well as of course on Facebook here at orlandomagicdaily facebook.com slash orlandomagicdaily if you haven't liked us yet be sure to do so I'm sure you have because you're watching this this video if you're listening on the podcast be sure to like us on Facebook and check out the Orlando Magic Daily Facebook live every Sunday at noon perfect pregame for your NFL action which will be running out of pretty soon um but I want to thank everyone again for watching on Orlando Magic Daily Facebook live thank you for the comments um Always be in touch with me on Twitter at omagicdaily at R underscore or by email at omagicdaily at gmail.com. You can always send me any thoughts, concerns, or questions there. Anything you want anything you want to do there, be sure to do that. We're always looking for, for uh, any input on the show. And, of course, if you're interested in advertising on the show, you can also do that by emailing me at omagicdaily at gmail.com. That's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for watching the Orlando Magic Daily Facebook Live or for listening on Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I will see you all again next week on Facebook Live and tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.